Welcome to Natalia Benz in the podcast. I'm an astrologer, women's empowerment coach, and modern mystic living in Los Angeles. My podcast is here to inspire, encourage, and remind you that everything and anything is possible. I love sharing with you the tools that have healed, transformed, and up-leveled my life. Everything from astrology to magical money, life purpose tools, mindset shifts, and pragmatic mysticism. Thank you so much for being with me, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. What's up, my darling? Thank you so much for being with me. Welcome to another episode of Natalia Benson, the podcast. Such an honor to have you. You are in for such a treat with today's episode. Leo Max, I discovered him through my beautiful soul sister, soulmate, Nikki Cosmo, who was on the podcast just a couple months ago. And she had posted um, a photo, I think, of a collaboration maybe she was doing with Leo. And I could not help myself. I literally DM'd him and I was like, you look like an archangel. I just had to tell you that your vibe is unbelievable. I don't even know who you are, what you do, but I love you and God bless you. And um, we talk a little bit about that in the episode. And he was like, oh my God, this girl is so full on. But uh, I think he could tell that my heart was in the right place. And so this opened up such a powerful conversation between us and you know, now I got the privilege of having him on the show. So I will let you know that the information in today's show will absolutely blow your mind. And something that I just do want to uh, perhaps, I don't want to say the word warn because that's not really the word, but just invite you into is that Leo and I do talk about like spirit attachments and entities. And it is a very, very potent part of the interview. Like I even know that when Leo was explaining this to me, um, I was just having like a visceral experience hearing this information and it's very profound. It's very deep, but if you, for any reason, feel that that might make you uncomfortable or you are around children or something like that, it's, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing inappropriate about it. I just want you to, I just want you to know, like I'm letting you know that I had a very powerful reaction to it and not in a, in a positive or a negative way. It was just like, my body was very activated hearing this and it all rings deeply, deeply resonant and true for me, but it was also very intense. And Leo, as you, as you will hear, as we move through our conversation, he is just such a he's a Scorpio with a Capricorn rising and he just has this this depth that is uncanny. It's magnificent, but then he's very rooted and grounded, authentic, and in his integrity with the work that he does as a restorative hypnotherapist. So I am excited to hear how this lands with you and your thoughts around what Leo brings forward not only with the entities, but really we talk about past lives. We talk about, you know, really the the power of the subconscious mind, which you guys, like I bring forward, you know, Nikki and Leo are two beings that I so deeply respect in this space. And you guys know that I am obsessed with subconscious healing. It has absolutely transformed 
my life. And um, I'm just so excited to hear, you know, how this episode lands with you. And I invite you to like immediately go and follow uh, Leo's Instagram. We we will have everything linked in the show notes. He is just a, a true light worker and um, such a force for for love in this world. And so it was such an honor and such a powerful, you know, hour that we got to spend together. So I'm going to make this intro super duper short and sweet. Just thank you again for joining me. Couple quick things. Happy June, by the way. Um, can you believe that we are we are six months into 2021. So I have two things I want to check out, check in with you about. Number one, how are you feeling with your money? And number two, would you love to create your own online revenue streams? If the answer to both of these is yes or yes or no or whatever, I invite you to two different things I have going on this month. So first and foremost, I am doing a live free five-day money transformation challenge with a $1,000 cash grand prize. So to RSVP and enroll in that free five-day money transformation challenge, just go to the link in the show notes. And then in addition to that, if you want to learn the ins and outs of course creation and how I have cultivated passive income, as well as really built the foundations of my business from course creation and offering my wisdom and expertise through the medium of courses, I invite you to join me for my upcoming course creation 101 course. The wait list for that will also be in the show notes. I'm very excited about both of these things. I'm so excited about this summer. I have some absolutely incredible, incredible stuff on the line for you guys. So like I said, if you are interested in joining me for one or both of those things, make sure to just go to the link in the show notes. You can enroll in the free five-day challenge as well as jump on the wait list for my course creation 101 course. And I love you. I'm going to make this so short and sweet. Have a have an absolutely remarkable time with my love Leo Max and I'll see you guys soon. Love you. Leo, Max, welcome to the show. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you. We're going all the way today. We're going in. I will never forget (laughs) the first moment I saw you (laughs) through Nikki Cosmo. And literally, I was like, oh my God. I've never seen an archangel in real life. So I DM'd you and like, it was so extra and just like went in. And I was like, you have to tell me your Zodiac sign. (laughs) And you're like, oh, I'm a Scorpio. I was like, uh, duh, because we're going to talk entities. We're going to talk like all the deep, deep topics of like getting into the subconscious. So yeah, I'm just so honored, babe. You're incredible. Thank you for being here. I just listened to your episode with Tori. It was so good. It was so good, truly. So yeah, grateful to be here. And that day killed me. I was thinking back because <laughs> it was just how it all intersected was so funny. I had just moved the day before from New York to Austin and oh, I'm God. at a party and I'm like, guys, my, my Instagram is blowing up right now. Some girl named Natalia Benson. I have nine messages from her, like four voice memos. 
<laughs> like playing it for everyone at the party. I'm like, so what do you guys think of this? They're like, this girl sounds slightly off her rocker, but with good intentions. <laughs> I'm like, go for it. So I like pulled to the side. I was like, I'm going to have a moment with her. And so I like went yeah. into the back, like found my own room. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. I'm so crazy. honored. You just like stepped away from your like, welcome to Austin party to come. And I loved our chat. Yeah. I didn't want it to stop, yeah. but I thought I'd like, I'd fucking relax and be like, okay, <laughs> so I'm just going to have you on the podcast and we'll talk more. That's right. Well, it's just, I loved it because it's totally something I would do. So I was like, we're in it. This is so me where I just like, you see something in someone, you're like, well, there's not nothing stopping me. So let's go. But that that is the thing is like, I feel, I have learned to trust that. Like when I see right. certain people and like, I just... And I feel like I was even so intense with you. And I was like, I've totally known you before. And just like, I was like, oh my God. And then you're like, go watch this video of me removing an entity from one of my clients. And I watched it and I was literally on my couch like, oh my fucking Lord. He is an archangel. Anyways, we'll talk about it. We're getting all into it. Tell us your story, babe. Like what, how did you create this like, magical powerful being that you are today oh it was a journey it's a (laughs) continuous journey as we all know um i say i i always tell people i came in at a sprint that's the best way i can describe it i just i got really lucky with two awesome parents they taught me and my two older brothers to meditate like as children put psychic bubbles around the car as we're driving for protection you know like use the water as you're showering as like a cleansing ritual (laughs) so I just I didn't know we were the nutty ones on the block (laughs) like I was a teenager but it was great because they were also scientists. So they kind of opened all the doors for us. And they're like, we don't really care which one you walk through as long as you walk through with all the tools that you need in this world. And now that I'm working with so many people one-on-one as I do you know, hypnotherapy journeys with people, <clears throat> I'm just becoming more and more grateful for how I was raised. And of course, you know, nothing was perfect. I had, a, you know, some difficulties with my dad growing up gay in the suburbs, you know, it was you know, not the worst scenario, but, you know, had a very, you know, very masculine dad hunting, fishing, my brother, two older brothers, you know, like captain of the football team. Then there's me like doing cartwheels, like breaking mirrors and, you know, hitting the chandelier and crashing things out because they're literally, now that I think back of it, there literally wasn't enough room for my energy in this house. Figuratively, literally all the things, they're just, there was not enough space for me. And it was like painfully obvious. I want to say too, you know, obviously there is so much power in, I've been thinking about this a lot lately as many of my friends are parents and Mm. the way they're raising their kids with tools. And obviously, as you mentioned, you know, nothing is perfect. None of our childhoods are perfect, even if we did have great parents, but there is something magnificent when like I feel like you saying you started at a sprint, it's like, that's so beautiful because your parents could at least, whether they were doing it consciously or unconsciously, nurture your potential as, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, who you are today. And that's pretty incredible and and rare. Yeah, so rare. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it was just a time that they didn't really know what to do with me, but they didn't stifle me. And I feel like that was just an interesting thing. And although there were times where I got mad at my parents, like, how could you not give me more tools? Like, obviously, if I'm dancing around the room, like, put me in a dance class. Like, why do I, this could not be more painfully obvious. And so there are moments like that, but I think it forced me to just continue to self-reflect, self-reflect, self-reflect. And I recently told my parents, I'm, I don't even know why we're on this topic, but let's just go for it. I recently <laughs> told my parents, I'm like, being born gay was the best thing that ever happened to me. It was the best gift, truly. And it took a long time to get there. And I think it was one of those things where it's like, because they just didn't know, it was just like a question mark. Society didn't know, like there, it, there weren't a lot of, you know, figures on TV or movies like there was they were trying to like find someone me to talk to and they're like we know the 70 year old guy you know like that used to work with us we think he's gay you know like (laughs) trying to set me up with people to have some outlet but I think that that helped me go on the fast track to introspection because you're already the other you already feel outside of society and the norm so there was no box placed on me to be like okay go this route because I was there was no path that they knew to put me on. So they're like, well, whatever you want to do, doesn't matter to us because we don't know what to expect of you. And although that was, although that was really confusing for most of my life, then I realized like, oh, this is awesome. Because now I feel like I can hold this space of total non-competition in my energetic field where I'm like, I'm not triggered by when I see other people's success or when I'm looking at other hypnotherapists and I see they have a better following, more engagement. I don't care. Like I am so excited when I see that because I know they're helping people. And it's because I think that I was just born outside of a paradigm in a weird way. How did you get, and that's so beautiful and so powerful because I'm sure there are moments where that was painful and it was maybe a bit, or I don't want to put words in your mouth. What were there moments where it was, you felt alone or, and it was painful or did you feel like, no, this is, I get it. I accept this. Like what, what was your relation when your parents were, you know, exploring and trying to figure things out with you? No, it was, I would say mostly painful for, <laughs> for until you really, come to grips with it and you really take that inward journey a lot more seriously. And I feel like I did that kind of in my mid twenties, I hit this point where I'm like, okay, well, this isn't getting better by, by me just shrugging. And exactly what you were saying with wealth. It's like, you don't just wake up one day and have, you're a millionaire. You don't, like you were saying 11, 11, I'm praying for like money to fall in my lap, like um, self-assuredness and confidence and, self-love doesn't fall in your lap one day it's a it's a process and it's a process you have to do earnestly with a lot of honesty and consistency it's not an overnight magic pill to to enjoy being you and i did it in you know a way that felt right to me and it's going to be different it looks different for every person And probably in a lot of multitude of ways, there's no one path to feeling good in your own skin. So keep trying things until you find stuff, the best of the best for you. I feel like a lot of beings in my work, they are also, I love that we're starting on this. I think this, I always trust these conversations. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, this is not where I thought this was going, but let's go. (laughs) 
just fucking do it. Just deep fucking dive. It's like our first DM moment. But it's like, I feel like I, I have a lot of beings in my work where, and I've experienced this myself in a unique way, but where we, in order to step into like our authentic path, like so often, no matter what it is, whether it's with, you know, your sexuality, your feeling of not belonging because of the way that you look, like whatever it may be, with the the ley line I see for so many of us is that there's this moment where we're like, wow, like I'm not really accepted or maybe completely understood by the people that reared me or the culture that surrounds me. But as you mentioned, I just wanted to anchor that. Like, as you mentioned, that is what called you into that self-reflection. And ultimately, Leo, because like like I said, when I saw you, I'm very tuned into people too. I mean, I, I don't say that too. Right. Um, not to, I don't say that as like, what the fuck ever. I don't mean that like, that's like to toot my own horn. It's like, I can see and like really feel people. I think as I feel people. And so I can feel that work, that energy that you've poured into yourself, but it was a very like visceral experience for me. And I feel like you don't, often you don't get there because everything was easy street or because everyone accepted you or everybody got you. If anything, it's very often the complete and total opposite. Yeah, absolutely. And when I went through that transformation, it's like, it's always rough and never looks like how you want it to be. Just like most of the goals in life, you know, you don't even, you don't even know what the goal is. <laughs> Sometimes you're just like, I'm on this path. I'm on this practice. Yeah. I want to feel good. And I'm not sure how this road is going to go, but at some point I feel like there's a tipping point where there's no, there's a point of no return. And I didn't want to wait for a car accident or to get sick or for a family member to die for me to make that shift in my life. Most people need the car accident in that symbolic way to bring that fork in the road. And I was like, I can see how that looks for other people. And I don't want to wait for that to happen for for this to be my life. What got you into hypnotherapy? Like, how did you start this career? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I feel that hypnotherapy is one of those fields that it has like its own consciousness and it branches out and, you know, it's that totally corny saying of like, it chose me (laughs) kind of a thing, but there's really, for lack of a better phrase, that's a little bit of kind of how it went. I was um, in a long format clairvoyant training. It was two years. I was learning a lot about chakras and energy healing and the astral body and layers of the aura and things like that. It was more of a self. It was more for the self rather than to become a professional reader. So it's kind of like self-therapy through the lens of learning these psychic tools. And I loved the tools. I loved the process, but I was like, it's just not the end all be all for me. I want to use these tools, but in a different way. And then I saw videos of the information people were getting through hypnotherapy. And I was like, okay, all the light bulbs went off because I didn't love the model of me giving you your own information. I'm like, there's got to be another way for people to access this without having to do a two-year training like me. Like people don't have the time and energy to put into that. There's got to be a streamlined version of this. And then I saw the videos and I was like, oh, okay, here it is. It's like, do you want me to tell you your past life or you want to lay down and experience it? You want me to tell you what a roller coaster is like or you want to buckle up and get on? You know, like you can watch the video and probably 
you know, have some entertaining fun listening to it, but you can also just get on. <laughs> That's so fucking Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm just done with the BS. Like, you know, all is light and love and whole hand, you know, like this is really oh, deep, intense yes. stuff. You got to go in and do it yourself. If I have, mm. if I hold all the information for you, you're not learning anything. You're just listening and maybe a few things stick and mm. maybe you make some changes, but most people didn't. I've had some prolific guests on lately and which I'm always so honored to have you guys and your wisdom and every single person says what you're saying. Like you got to do the work. Mm. Like spirituality is not all the kumbaya. Like we all, it's not, it's the deep work of of healing. Let's talk about that. How is hypnotherapy? Obviously I'm a big fan and I work with Mm -hmm. Mickey. Like how is, I'm so excited to have a session with you, by the way. Yeah. We should should laugh about that later. Anyways, (laughs) um, (laughs) original DM (laughs) reference, but um, how is hypnotherapy for anyone who maybe isn't familiar? Like how is hypnotherapy unique to traditional therapy? What is hypnotherapy? How does it help us you know, really shift and heal? Sure. I would say the biggest difference is that when things are really painful for your brain, their brain locks it away in a really tight vault. So even if you want to open that door, that vault, your brain goes, nope. You dissociate, you think about other things, you put up these walls, you try and impress your therapist, you dance around the issue. And it's not your fault. That's literally how the brain is designed because it goes, you're not ready to see this in 50 minutes in this session, you know, every other Tuesday or whatever it is. You got to have the time and space for your brain and nervous system to feel like it's in a safe environment to open that vault of memories, feelings, and patterns. And so my sessions are long because there's no rush to that. You got to take your time and your brain has to know that you're taking your time with it. And so the main difference is that you feel really relaxed and you feel like you're in a long format container where you can hit the big topics that have been fully locked away for many, many years. And it's not to your own fault. If you could remember every sexual trauma you've had, every time your mom told you you looked hideous in those outfits, every time you know you could remember the bullies in school that told you you were gross or ugly or a loser, you wouldn't be able to get through your work day. You wouldn't be able to function. So your brain goes, I'll take that for you. I'll just put it way over here so you, you can't look at it right now. But that doesn't mean it's not affecting you. It is. It's just going deeper and deeper into your subconscious mind until it feels like you have the tools and time to process it. Because most of the time these things happen to us as kids. We don't have the environment to process things. That's why mostly we were raised in community. Takes a village. That's where this comes from. Because if mom and dad were fighting, auntie would take you and she was the safe space. We don't have that anymore. So now it just, you shut down, you dissociate, you create these thought loops and they continue into adulthood because your body, your body and brain go, okay, I guess this isn't the time now. I guess this isn't the time. Okay. We're working. We're going to school. Okay. You're really stressed. You're really, oh, a new relationship. It just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. So in hypnotherapy, you get to go right to the root of these issues and you get to take your time opening that door and seeing what's there so your body and mind can go okay 
We worked through that. Thank you. And then you can move on with your life. Are there known layers to the subconscious mind? Like, is there any kind of like hierarchy of anything? That's a good question. In what way? I guess I just wonder because I don't know. That was kind of an interesting thing that just came through as you were speaking this. I was like, you know, I kind of wonder like through my own healing it was almost like there were things in like the deep subconscious or the superconscious, like mm-hmm. maybe stuff I've experienced in other lifetimes, but that were very much permeating my qual- current quality of life. Mm-hmm. And then there were kind of the things that were maybe a little closer to my conscious mind. I don't know. That's just kind of a little vision I saw as you were speaking, but I don't know if you have bit. any, if that resonates or there's anything you've experienced of that in your sessions. Yeah, there's definitely um, an order. And the beauty of it is that you don't have to know what that order is. That's the best part about working with the subconscious. I don't know where this is going. I kind of call it spiritual stand-up because I just have to, I'm at bat and someone's going to toss something and I have no idea what that's going to be. And that's the beauty of it. So sometimes people come to me with 10 pages of horrible things that happen to them. Then they go into their hypnotherapy journey and they don't go to any of them. And they're like, well, What just happened? I was like, well, your conscious mind has only a sliver, a fraction of what's the totality of your mind. I kind of call it like the mansion. Your brain is a mansion and the conscious mind is the broom closet. So every time you're trying to come up with a plan, figure out what needs healing in the order, you're using the broom closet. When you go into hypnotherapy, you are walking through the halls that you're, I forgot about this room. Okay, what's in here? Velvet curtains, didn't see those in a long time. They need a good dusting. You just get to go through and see what the hell is there that you haven't been able to access because it's just not taught in our society. That is such an incredible visual because I've always <laughs> thought of like the, just from, let's say like Dr. Bruce Lipton's work or Joe Dispenza, mm-hmm. like that 10%, 90%. And even when right. I was studying Kundalini yoga, they taught us how the subconscious is oceanic. It's just like this mm-hmm. vast open space. But what I love even more deeply is the way you just put it of like, okay, you're attempting to solve a problem or to heal with the propensity of the broom closet instead of like the magnificence of this whole space. What, What do you say to a client or maybe someone who is afraid of doing this kind of work or maybe afraid of what might come up from their subconscious? Sure. I will say that when you are engaging with that greater part of your mind, it will never bring something up that you're not ready for. It might be painful, it might be sad, it might be intense, but it knows you better than your broom closet. So if it's giving you something, it's giving it to you because it thinks that now is the time. So that's why when people come to me, they work on completely different stuff every time they see me because it's a different time. Same like when you are experiencing your past lives, you're going to go to the past life that is pertinent to what you're dealing with in present time. You know, if you think of past lives as a library, you're going to pull out the book that you want to read that has something applicable to the phase of life you're in, not something from 10 years ago that you've already cleared or something 20 years from now that you're not engaging with. It's going to give you, okay, you've done this before. You've already been down this road. How do you want to do this differently this time? Because remember, last time you did it that way. You want to do it a different time? Now you have the awareness to make that shift. 
I want to talk about my favorite subject for just a moment, which is past lives. <laughs> like literally I, I'm like, sometimes when I'm in, let's say just like conversation, like last night I, I went to a dinner with my fiance and I'm just like, I'm like, you guys, can't we just talk about real shit? Like what you learned, <laughs> you know, just like, what did you learn from that lifetime? But let's, I'd love to hear your perspective, Leo, on like, what are past lives? How can we connect to them? Um, and what's the, maybe even, this is going to be my Capricorn rising speaking, but what is even like the overall goal of mm. understanding our past lives? Yeah. I think that you go through multiple lives with the same soul to continue on lessons that might take multiple lives to learn. So if you consider earth as the school, you're going to, you can, your soul can really make the biggest advancements when it's in a physical form. Your soul is still doing plenty of stuff up there, but it can't taste the lemon. It can't fully forgive your mother. It can't work on sexual healing as a spirit. It doesn't have sexual organs to experience that with. It doesn't have taste buds to, you know, feel that. So if you want to make, if your soul wants to make another go at this blueprint and advance and get into higher realms and up-level itself, it needs to take a body. There's a line as long as you can see of souls waiting to come to this planet. So you're here in this body to work on these big overview contracts. So past lives are a great tool to think of your life in a way that's not through the lens of your own current experiences. So I always tell people that come to me, you don't even have to believe in past lives to have a past life regression because you could think of the whole thing as one giant metaphor. That's fine. The same healing takes place however you, whatever slot you put it in. If you want to think of the whole thing as a symbol, that's great. Subconscious mind loves symbols. So there's no real direct way that you need to do this. You could do it all through your current lifetime. You don't have to access past lives. It's just a great, great way, kind of like reading children's, you know, it's kind of like think of it like children's books. They're reading things about growing up and changing through the lens of characters of teddy bears and, you know, animals because it's a way their brain can relate to their life through a different form without being so direct. And so that's kind of how I view past lives. I want to share something so quickly. I had back in 2018, I feel like that was a massive like spiritual shift I had, so to speak, a big healing evolute. What the fuck? I don't even know what to call it, but I it was almost like I had a line in the sand of my old life and then mm -hmm. where I am now. And it was right after the eclipse season. And I had dated someone. This was about five, six months before I met my fiance, um, mm -hmm. Mick. And I remember I dated this guy two weeks long. It was wrought with so much fear, pain. It ended quickly. It was just a mess. It was so painful, but I did so much healing work in those two weeks. And then after that, I was never the same, but mm. here's the interesting thing. I, for the next year and a half would have these almost nightmares of mm. him like rejecting me. So finally I decided and even though I was like in love and I'd move forward, it was like these dreams would just, they were slightly haunting. It was very weird. And so mm. finally I decided to do, uh, I was taking a training online about learning past life regression. 
Mm. So I did a meditation in the class and the, the meditation, I was like, you know what? Cause I just had another dream, probably my freaking 40th dream, recurring dream the night before. It was crazy, babe. It literally was, it was crazy. And so I literally decided to focus on that. And so I went into the regression, saw this lifetime where he and I were married. He was very wealthy. Mm -hmm. He murdered me for whatever reason. I'm giving you the cliff notes. But then after I came out of that, I pulled some tarot cards to make a deeper connection. The cards were exactly what happened in what I saw in the regression. I never had a dream again. They were gone. It still gives me chills. like have you amazing have you like heard of stuff like that because like i i don't know exactly what it was but there was something through just going into that space and acknowledging it at the deeper subconscious level and it unhooked something and i've never had one again totally totally i think seeing seeing things as they are is 70 percent. once you put a flashlight on something it has to shift Something has to move because now you're staring right at it, this thing that's been in the dark. So I think that that's my best guess at what happened. You, you acknowledge the totality of the story and the contract. And maybe even that was part of the contract to see in a new way. I know it was part of a contract, 100%. That's actually, you just put words to it, but it's amazing. And then it's like Tetris. You get that final piece and, shing, and then it all levels out. And then the contract, I kind of see it like it just blows up, yes. disintegrates. Oh. What could your life look like if you felt powerful, peaceful, and wealthy with your money? What could your life look like if you trusted yourself with money? What could your life look like if your debt was mitigated and your bank account balance high? My life-changing, bank account transforming, Magical Women and Money membership exists to assist you in cultivating the money reality of your dreams and empowering you with the wisdom and tactical tools to heal and shift your relationship with money forever. Magical Women and Money membership contains life-transforming trainings around everything from healing over spending to making your first six figures conscious business trainings, releasing debt, managing your money magically, and so much more. I love to teach soulful women how to feel empowered, peaceful, and abundant with their money. What if by the end of 2021, you had transformed your relationship to money, your earning potential, and your inner peace? Join me for a five-month transformation along with a powerful community of heart-centered, beautiful women dedicated to their next level of financial peace and empowerment. Join the waitlist in the show notes to be the first to know when we open enrollment. Enrollment only opens at the end of each month for one week at a time. The time to transform, heal, and uplevel your money reality is now my love. I'll see you in Magical Women and Money, the membership. How does the body play a role in hypnotherapy and maybe even in our healing within hypnotherapy? Okay, this is a, one of my favorite topics <laughs> to talk about. It's not the most glamorous, but it's really important because I think there's a misunderstanding that hypnosis is just a mental journey. And I would say the hypnosis is more of a body sensation journey than anything and people are like well that doesn't make sense sometimes people have their whole session they don't see anything 
and they have the whole thing right here. And I love it because that's where your body has been storing the remnants of these memories. If anyone's been in yoga or they do a hip opener and suddenly they just burst out crying, that's where your body has been storing trauma, repressed emotions. And it's like an air bubble that just pops. And then you're like flooded with rage or guilt or resentment. And you're like, where the hell did this come from? So hypnotherapy, you get to do that in a more deliberate way. You get to sink into those pockets and be like, yeah, I can never fully access my heart. When I do heart opening meditations, like I don't feel anything. Or like, I always have this chronic lower back pain. I've never heard it. Like my jaw is always clenching. I grind my teeth at night. Like I'm always squinting you get to look at what is there there's always some something happening there and almost always it is emotional and again not anyone's fault for not being able to access that it's just about okay this is the territory this is the landscape that i live in i need to know what is in this map i need to know what's here so i can fully embody these spaces if there's these pockets that you can't get to because of repressed emotions your energy always has to go around them and it's always going to cause some sort of issue and if the more that it's there the more intense the emotions and memories are the stronger of impact that it has so i'm always checking in when people are navigating memories where do you feel this in the body okay your parents are fighting you're 10 years old you're hearing them scream at each other what's happening in your body as you're listening to your parents scream and you don't think about that when you're in an experience like that because you're so enamored with like the visual and what's going on. You're not, when are you in those moments going, where am I storing this, <laughs> you know, anxiety? You never do. So it's retroactive. You go back and go, oh, okay, now I know why I sweat so much at night. Now I know why my temperature is always dysregulated. Now I know why I can't digest food because I haven't digested the emotions in this memory. Oh my God. I love this so much. This is where, <laughs> this is where healing begins. It's, it's like, okay, there's two yeah. things. Have you read journey of souls by Michael Newton? And have you read the body keeps the score? Yes. And yes. Cause as you're speaking, those books just keep flashing in my mind. Oh, I have, yeah. I'm just starting body keeps the score. Amazing. What do you, I actually love just before I go to my next question, what's your take mm -hmm. on both of those books? Cause they, to me, like I'm just starting body keeps the score, but journey of souls changed my life. I feel like I'm both of these energies, like in so much of your wisdom, what you're sharing. Definitely. They're, they're kind of the crux of, of my style of hypnotherapy, to be honest. And there's not that many modalities that address these two pillars. Talk therapy is very mental, all about putting the puzzle pieces together, where this pattern come from. And, you know, the somatic experiencing is very much, you know, where's your body storing the remnants of it? How can we release this through movement, through breath? They're all amazing. And they, they all have do great, progressions for people and then obviously journey of souls is always like where did this contract come from you know where are you, where's your soul right now where has it been what kind of lives have you gone through to get where you are right now what's the blueprint of your life right now you know who are the people in your life right now that you've known from before that you're figuring things out again those are all amazing but when you cross them and you put those pieces together 
that's when I have seen the biggest changes with people. I don't see people very often. I don't see people weekly. People don't come to see me once a month. I'm like, if I was a tarot card, I'm the hermit. Like I'm that guy in the forest you see once in a blue moon when shit really <laughs> hits the fan and you need to do a really deep dive. That's my archetype. And I love it. And I absolutely love it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be anything else. So, and that's because people make huge shifts when you cross the physical, the mental, and the body, body, mind, spirit. And the, the, in my opinion, I've always felt this way is that true healing is not reliance on the healer. It's self-reliance, right? So it's like in that way, you're being that, that authentic hermit archetype of just like sending someone into the depth of their own in my in my deck the hermit has the light at his solar plexus mm-hmm. and mm. um sending people back inside to to themselves to also continue the work and not be reliant on the healer it's him or herself itself absolutely yeah i always tell people my sessions are half hypnotherapy half workshop because you get to learn this system it's difficult navigating that on your own, but once you've done it once or twice with someone like, okay, go to memories. Where does my body store this? How can I clear it? It's pretty, you can apply that to a lot of things in your life. Okay. I have this new pain that's come up. Is there a memory or feeling it's attached to what, let me pull on this string. What, what needs to happen for me to be able to release this? And when people can do that for themselves, moving on, they can, they, they're self-sufficient. And that's my goal. Okay. So when we first talked, you made me, you didn't make me, you invited me to go watch the videos on your page. One was a woman who was channeling the goddess Isis, which just gave me nonstop Mm -hmm. chills. And then my friend Isis Mm -hmm. messaged me the next day and she's a powerful embodiment of that archetype and energy. I was like, she's so freaking tuned in. It's incredible. And then I watched the one uh, where the woman, you were actually removing an entity from, and obviously Mm. I don't want to put words to it that aren't accurate, but like removing it from her energetic space. It gives me chills. Can you talk to us? What are entities? What are spirit attachments and then maybe a second part to that question is how can we keep our energetic space clean? Does it ha- does this have to do with the aura as well? Like if we have holes mm. in our aura, things like this. Yes. Let's, dive let's into fucking it. do it. I'm excited. So let's go. <laughs> let's go. So after someone dies, they still have autonomy. They don't have to move to the light. If number one, they don't want to, if they were trying to get, they want to stick around if they're scared of the light, if they've been told something else about it, if there's something keeping them here, their guides might come down and be like, Hey, the door is open, but no one's going to rip your soul back into heaven, light, whatever you want to call it. That's why some places are still, you know, spaces can be haunted. Why there's still lots of weird things that happen around burial sites and places of war and things like that, because you still People don't realize this. You still carry the emotions as a spirit. And those emotions can keep you in this field stuck. So in the world of entities, they can attach to your field. 
it might be very purposeful like like they knew you in a past life like your example that your husband killed you you could have stuck around and be like you know what? i'm pissed he killed me so i'm gonna get back at him and i'm going to attach to him and make sure that you know he gets what he deserves and doing that you're causing yourself a lot of issues because you haven't moved on to the light. You don't think about that at the time. And then you're obviously causing him issues. Sometimes it's totally random. Like you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. You're visiting grandma in the hospital. Hospitals are obviously chock full of souls that are very confused. People also don't realize that when in that state, there's not a huge difference. It's not like, okay, I'm a ghost now, I've died. If you died under under anesthesia or in shock or in the AR, you might not even know you're dead. And I've had to explain that to a few of these entities, like, hey, remember that body you had? What year do you think it is? 1912. Okay, well, I'm just here to tell you that (laughs) it's um, 2021. So you've been dead for a while. So they might just see you as this light and then they're like drawn to you. And, or maybe they see something within you that resonates within them. I've had them say that too. Like she was this little girl and she had this horrible dad and I had a horrible dad. So I went to go and help her. And then, oops, I got kind of stuck here. Then I got comfortable. Then I kind of forgot what I was doing here in the first place, but I know I'm just used to her. So yeah, I don't really mean to be here, but I guess I'm here because they're outside of time and space. So they're not thinking about how many years have passed. So they're just there. And anytime they're there, they're causing you some sort of issue. Cause again, just like trauma, your energy has to go around them. So now you can't feel your heart. You can't digest food. You have this weird back pain that isn't associated with anything in your life because it's not from your life. So I call them like parasites, energetic parasites. It's always a parasitic relationship. If it's attached to you, the goddess Isis, that was kind of something else where she was channeling. Isis was in her space. My client had hers. You know, there was space. There wasn't anything. There was no parasitic relationship there. So I really work with people on the ones that are siphoning your energy, whether purposefully or totally not. And that's just the human category. <laughs> so I think the other, the other thing people don't realize is that there are all number of interesting things out there. I consider that there are as many types of entities as there are insects on this planet. There's everything from the little mosquito siphoning a little bit of blood out of you, siphoning a little bit of your creative energy, you know, sucking a little bit out of your feminine power out of your womb, whatever, you know, like a little bit of love out of your heart. And what they do is they take things, they turn the knob up. So if you're You know, if you're sad, you're depressed. If you're depressed, you're suicidal. You know, they just, they turn things up because that's the food they live off of is your negative energy. Fear, confusion, paranoia. That's that's how they survive. They need some source to sustain themselves. And it's your mood. So the more that they can bother you, the more they can get a rise out of you, scare you at night, wake you up, make you see things, the more they're like, huh, thanks. You, for, you squirming in your bed for the last three hours just you know, gave me a, a month's supply, <laughs> whatever it is. So this isn't to freak people out. It's just to show just this is the reality of it. And I've done literally hundreds and hundreds of these. And for people that are a little confused about how the clarity, I have the entity speak through the voice of my person, of my client. 
So I have that person move to the side and I have the entity come up and speak to me like I'm speaking to you right now. And when I do that, I get to ask any question they want. I get to have a full on conversation. So through that, I've been asking them all these questions because I'm like, well, I got the source right here. So I might as well ask that. And yeah, and there's everything from very neutral to very mean to actually really lost nice ones. Um, probably one of the main entities are aborted and miscarried babies. They get really attached to the mom and they don't want to leave and go back to light because they really loved you and they were forming this bond. And that's not to say that is always the case. It's just sometimes they just need a little help going back or maybe a conversation like, Hey, we do love you. We know that you are the match to me and my partner at that time. And maybe then now is not the right time. So come back when it's ready or find a new family that's going to love you because right now you're not getting the love by sticking around. So that happens a lot. So that's kind of the breadth of it. I just want to, I want to say I have a couple more questions, but like, okay, so this number one, every, when I, when I hear you explain this and when I watch those videos, it gets me very heightened. Like I feel very elated mentally and like in my body, because the thing I, that I feel is that we, this can sound and seem so like, whoa, but it's only because we're not taught this. Our culture, especially, I'll just speak for, since I'm from America, it's like this, our kind of way of relating to spirituality, there is no way. There's like, it's either like (laughs) witches, scary movies, like psychics on the corner. Like there's literally, like we have not been uh, healthfully uh, reminded that this body is temporal is temporal, temporary. I don't know. I mix up my words sometimes, but <laughs> it, it'll, I'll ask Siri when we end this episode, but like it's temporary and that our soul and the energy that animates all of mm-hmm. this is the true hierarchy, hierarchy of existence and of the yeah. universe. Wow. And so what I want to ask is like, how did you come to discover that you could do this? Like, that's why when you told me you were a Scorpio, I was like, well, fucking done, Natalia. Like, of course, because it's like, I, I have like zero water in my chart. So it's just like, for me, I'm like, and no, I've actually had times in my past where I've had, you know, be- little beings or whatever they were shaking me to wake up. And I'm mm. like, in my in my mind's eye, I'm always like, get the fuck out of here. And I'm not talking <laughs> Like, I'm like, if you have something to share, you can speak to me in my dreams. Other than that, get the fuck out. Like with love, always with love, but strong boundaries. But what I love and, and so deeply respect and admire about you and the work you do is that you are not afraid and you're just like here to meet with compassion. And that's how you are in these sessions Mm -hmm. from what I got to see is like, you're meeting that not only the energy of the person you're serving as your physical client, Mm -hmm. but the energy of this entity and speaking to it with, I don't want to say it, but yeah, I don't know what else to call it, but you're speaking to it with compassion. Like how did you discover Leo that this was something you could do or that you were willing to do? That's a question I ask myself (laughs) every day. I think, I think 
I think there was just like a blindfold on me and then spirit took it off and they're like, okay, you're doing this now go. Like, it was just kind of like, I got pushed off a cliff and I'm, I was, you know, like the hanged man. I'm like, okay, this is fun. Cool. I'm like, you know, walking around with my like head up like this. And they're like, here we go. So it wasn't, honestly, there was not a lot of, it did not like gradually progress. Like in my first two months of giving sessions, I was faced with entities it was coming up so <laughs> it was kind of a sink or swim moment and i've always been into anything a little bit off the beaten path anyway i've always kind of had that scorpio eye on things and so i just it just felt right like it just felt like my soul has been training for this for a long time it just it was just a yes on all levels like once i saw how much better people got after removing these that was the fire that made me keep going if it was kind of like okay yeah some things are better some not then it wouldn't have been enough but you know when you get the messages like i am sleeping for the first time in 20 years like i no longer need to see a physical therapist like my back which has been in extreme pain for 10 years like is gone in one day you know like i can now eat foods i don't have allergies like my skin like whatever it is like i don't have this stricken grief around my field that was what really pulled me through to the other side to be honest that that makes me emotional because well actually well i was a i was a drug addict to my early 20s cocaine nothing too crazy like cocaine and pills and stuff ecstasy mm -hmm. but from what I learned over time. And as I started to heal spiritually, cause that was actually what helped me heal was spiritual practice and total abstaining from substances and alcohol. Mm -hmm. And, um, but what I started learning was that when we, especially with the uh, substances and even alcohol, that it can poke holes in the auric field, right. actually make us more susceptible. Have sure. you heard about that? And and is that something, that was something, again, I learned through like yogic, the, mm -hmm. like the yogic work that I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Your aura is like your energetic barrier, your protection field. So lots of things can impact that. Um Number one, yeah, drugs, alcohol, intense, anything that would basically shake up your vibration. The number one would be trauma. And that's the number one reason how entities get in. You can't just be skipping around having a normal day and pick an, a nasty entity up. They have to match to your vibrational field. So that's why that can happen with drugs. Because if you're abusing drugs, then you're carrying the energetic signature of um, abuse, which is essentially self-harm. You're putting, you're throwing your needs as a health in health and your body's needs to the side for something else, which is, there's almost always a pain underneath that. So they're, they don't, they just see the pain and the anguish and the sadness. And again, that's their food. So, and then the drugs can definitely, you know, make you more susceptible because you're not in the body to offer more of that protection so again that's why my sessions are a little bit long because it's a two-part process you have to first address how this thing got in and then you have to address the thing that's inside if you leave this giant gaping hole from you know an abusive relationship and we could remove the entity a hundred times a new one will just walk right back in that same door because all your windows and doors are open 
So when people ask, what's the biggest spiritual protection? What do you do to you know, keep your field high? I'm like shadow work, patching the holes. You can use all, all the crystals, all the sage, all the tools you want in the world, but your windows are all still wide open from you hating your mom. You're never forgiving that bully in high school. You not wanting to look at that ex that was verbally abusive, not looking to look at your regret, shame, whatever it is whatever it is, that is the hole in the aura. So that's the biggest spiritual protection. That is magnificent because I feel like that is something that gets us. And and this is how I was. I remember when I first learned about manifestation, I thought I had to be like all high vibration said in Mm -hmm. air quotes and just like totally bypassing how I actually felt and what had gone on for me, undigested trauma. And it's interesting because just recently, um, really in the last year, I feel like I've experienced a whole other quantum leap of healing, Mm. but it's really because of completely, I started to, I used to have a lot of like very yo-yoing with my weight. So I would go through times of being extremely thin and barely eating to then like eating a lot. And like, really, I had to finally realize that my misrelationship with my body and my health was rooted in sexual abuse from Mm. six. And I finally Mm. actually called it that I never called it that before. Mm. I never admitted that before, but as soon as I started to work at my body, so training, um, healthy eating, and then also doing all my subconscious work, especially around, ironically, the thing that actually completely shifted everything was starting to work around, um, negative thought loops. Like I think the hypnosis was called uh, negative overcoming negativity and like positive thinking. Mm. And like, I am a Mm -hmm. completely different person, but I wonder sometimes if through all the years of like my old abuse, healing trauma, all these things that there was, cause I used to have horrible pain in my shoulder, horrible digestive issues, okay. everything you're saying. And I, I cannot help but feel that lately, the more I got grounded in my body, set firmer boundaries on all levels and worked at the subconscious, I feel so much more here in me. And I almost, I wonder about that if it was something journeying with me that has removed itself or I don't know. I, I do find that's why when I found you, I knew it wasn't an accident. Right. Yeah. That sounds right. A lot of them fall off. Most people, number one are obviously blissfully unaware that they have an entity attachment, but they're very common. It's like picking up the flu at some point in your life, you're just going to get it. And most likely it falls off. Sometimes it doesn't depends on what kind of entity you have. So again, you could reverse engineer it. They need a ledge to hang on to. So by you doing that work, the ledge, they start slipping off, then they have nowhere to cling into your system because you addressed your sexual trauma. You looked at your drug use. So there was nothing that it could embarrass, bring shame, pop into memories in the middle of the night and you can't go to sleep at night. You're like, I've already looked at that. So nice try. So then it kind of, it, then you're boring because you're not an easy target anymore. So then it just goes, it fall, goes somewhere else. Is there a way Leo for like, I, what is the ultimate goal? I'm like, dear God, <laughs> I have a question. 
from Natalia. Um, but it's like, like, is there like an ultimate, like, is this the healing and maybe the light work that's going on and not light work, like bypass your shit, Mm -hmm. but like the light work of shadow work, which is a magnificent dichotomy, but it's like, is there an ultimate, like, what do you see as maybe a vision or a mission of your work? Mm. Like in the ultimate, like in my mind, I think of like an action movie and I'm like, right. all the entities, God bless you back to the light. Like, I'm <laughs> like, is that what happens like in the movies or like, what are we going for here? Uh, sometimes that happens. Sometimes when I'm removing one, I say, look around, see if there's any others that want to take the bus with you. And sometimes I've had one in one session, she goes, this, the sky was bright. And when you said that it went black of all the souls going into this funnel of light into the sky back because no one ever told them that that was an option. So when they heard, it was like ringing out this bell and then they all, they all smart. And it still gives me chills thinking about that because- So many chills right now, like my whole body, wow. <laughs> I mean, her saying it too, like Leo, this guy is now black. And so that was really interesting. I mean, my goal right now is, I call myself, I'm on, I'm on astral cleanup crew at the moment but there's only so much I can do as one person. So my goal is to educate, to, to bring this information out to the rest of the world without fear, because the less we know about it, the more they can play their games. You don't even, we're in a game. We don't even know we're playing. So you're always losing. So if, at least if you have some awareness of it, you can do something about it. As you said before, we're really the first culture that hasn't dealt that hasn't dealt with spirits. Most ancient cultures, they talked to their ancestors. They prayed when they buried someone like everything surrounding birth and death was a ritual. They were, this was not a separate thing. They spoke to the sky. They prayed to the river they lived by. So we're the, our Western society is the first one that lost this form of communication. So my job in this lifetime is to just tell people that this exists. I'm not trying to convince someone of everything or like trying to rope people into doing this. Like, I just, I just want to let people know, like, Hey, if you have gone to all the doctors done all the therapy, done all the things, go back to nutrition school, like seen all the professionals, practitioners, and you're not getting better. Maybe it's just because it's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> maybe it's not you. And that's not a bypass thing. It's just sometimes there's a rock in your field that your energy is going around. So no matter what you throw at it, it's just, it's not going to do much because it's separate from you. It's just like the dragon's already on the inside of the castle kind of a thing. So what can we do other than work with you? And I, I mean, Leo, I can only imagine like you, the power of what you offer, like how does someone get a session with you? Do you have space? <laughs> and what are some things that we can do? So at first, I'd love for you, if you do have openings, you are taking clients, if you mm-hmm. tell us a, about that. Sure. And then also, what are some things that my listeners can do, whether within your work or even just to get ready for your type of work and what they do with themselves on a day-to-day basis? That's great. I would say, yes, I'm taking clients. There's a little bit of a wait, but I promise it's worth it. <laughs> and on your own. So if people are thinking about this and they want to dip their toe in the water, I do group hypnosis regressions, maybe a couple times a month. 
and I always record them and you can listen to them later. So they're up on my website as guided journeys. They're very affordable. You can listen on your own time or you can come to it live when I offer them. And they're a great way to just get used to what is it like going into trance? What does it feel like? It just helps you like clear the initial fear and be like, okay, this is, I'm not going into this crazy other world. Like you're very present in hypnosis. So that's something you can do. I mean, my favorite things to do are focus on the things that bring you joy. Like I dance around, I jump on my mini trampoline, blast music every day. Like that's my spiritual protection at this point. And I would say that when things pop up, triggers start writing it all down. It sounds like a little corny and cheesy, but it's like, also look at how long it takes you to get over things. That's a good gauge for where you're at. Something bothers you and it's staying in your field for weeks and weeks. That's something that needs to be addressed. And that's a bigger picture thing. It's not about that thing. There's a reason why it's clinging on and ruminating in your field for so long. So look at the length of time between being triggered and clearing the trigger. And you can even start mapping that like, okay, I was bothered for three weeks. Next time something comes up, maybe it's two and a half. Start using all the tools and see what works for you and see how you can clear through this quicker. And it might, you might, that might not be, it's not always a linear progression. You know, like you're going to try things. They don't work. That's fine. Cross it off your list. Breathwork didn't work for you. Like don't keep doing it. If you don't like it, like you're not going to stick with a practice if you don't look forward to doing it. So keep trying things. There's so many things, mindful movement, mindful eating, like a walking meditation. People think that all this work has to be sitting cross-legged with your eyes closed. It doesn't you go somatically through the body, put your hands over your body, ask your hands to stop where there's something you need to look at. Go through down your arms. Okay. And just as you go through, ask your system to pause when there's something sluggish, something heavy, something gray, something that's not in flow. Your hands will tell you, your body wants to communicate with you as long as you open that door for it. And the other thing that I offer for people, which is more of a new service, which I think was, will really resonate with your network of people, which is why I want to talk mm-hmm. about this. I'll be really brief about it. No, is, don't have to be brief. Okay. I offer something called subconscious films. And this is something that has been really effing powerful because on this path, you get so distracted so many times okay i want to take this training and then i want to do that then i want to do this type of therapy then you try it for a couple weeks and then you jump off and then like you start dating someone and then you forget about your meditation practice and then like you know a new opportunity comes on you're like it's just like sometimes this path can be a little bit like paint splatter and you forget wait what was that what was the end goal anyway so when i work with people I love to create these films for them because it's, it's like a vision board but in movie format So it's, and it's for one category. So if you're working on, so I'm working with someone right now. She wants to wake up in the morning, look at herself in the mirror and feel joy. That is her end goal. So you don't know, you don't have to know how you're going to get there. That's the subconscious mind. You just want to know the end goal. I want to wake up no matter what, not do anything, get in front of a mirror and just have a natural smile on my face. So I create a film. It starts with getting you into trance, which is a kaleidoscope. So you watch this really trippy kaleidoscope with binaural beats with your eyes open. 
brings you into trance in like five minutes. Then it transitions into this movie that's all about themes surrounding self-love. What does self-love look like for you? How will you embody that? What does your work, what kind of foods will you be eating? What does your day-to-day look like? And it's just a montage of films of where you, your mind basically puts it in and puts this pattern in and you watch it every single day. And so you're basically telling your brain over and over and over, keep bringing me things that are related to this goal. This is my goal. So in that way, if you're watching it every day, you're not jumping ship a hundred times because you're like, no, this is the one thing that I want to feel. I want to feel joy when I wake up and see myself in the mirror. And that might look like a lot of different things. And that's when the subconscious mind universe get to work for you because it goes, okay, we know you want this thing. You don't have to know what that's going to be like. We're going to take you on this journey to get there. You just have to trust us. And you just keep watching the film and it goes deeper and deeper and deeper until it's solidified as a truth in your mind. I am obs- I'm obsessed with stuff like that. So yeah, you're you're definitely talking to the right crew here. <laughs> exactly. I was like, they're gonna love it. Yeah. How I'm gonna have all your links in the show notes. Great. But is that like a specific session that someone books? I'm like asking mm-hmm. for. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, and that <laughs> those ones are easier you know like we're not doing a deep dive it's like we meet for like an hour hour and a half talk about what you want to create what's this goal for you and what does that feel like when you have this goal so that you can attach the emotions and then i'm using my hypnotic voice on top of the movie and like look at your life natalia and it's like you know opening the blinds and you're you know on a beautiful beach and and then i'm embedding the commands into your mind like you're eating healthier than ever like your hormones are in perfect balance like you're waking Mm -hmm. up you're in flow not work it's literally brings you joy it's easy and then your brain just goes yes 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 and if you keep watching it just it's really wild <laughs> some of the things okay, that well, come up i'm 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 enrolling and then getting <laughs> one so we'll and i'll have the link in the show notes yeah. but i'm actually laughing leo because this entire episode everything you've said kind of like in example has all been about me <laughs> like everything like you're just like like you're on a beautiful i'm like everything you just said is me like exactly what i'm holding vision for and what i'm working on leo you are an absolute you're remarkable thank you so much for your wisdom thank you for the work that you're doing thank you for just you and i'm so grateful that nikki cosmos shared you that night and i and i followed my my intense Aries hunch and just like went to connect with you because this has just been such a joy. I'm honored. And just before we sign off, where can everybody find you? How can everybody connect with you? Sure. I'm mostly on Instagram, restorative hypnosis. And that has a link to all my other links, you know, videos. It has a link to my meditations and the group journeys. And my website is restorative-hypnosis.com. Beautiful. We'll share everything in the show notes. Thank Thank you. you guys so much for joining. We love you. If this episode has served you, I ask you to share it, to send it to someone where it could make a big difference. 
and and help them heal or create a new perspective in their life please tag me with your shares um, something you learned from this episode or that you loved from this episode at natalia underscore benson on instagram also please dm me with questions or feedback or whatever i love to stay in touch with you thank you so much for your support consider subscribing to this podcast leaving me a five-star review so we can continue to grow together thank you so much i will see you very soon thank you